It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. It is the third hour of the program on Wednesday. That means it is time for Midweek with the Mayor. New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell here with us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, Didn't have to stay up too late to help with the election coverage last night. It was was, uh, over pretty early. Just one ward. Just one ward, and uh, unfortunately, uh, not another... Uh, a very low turnout again, but uh, the weather certainly did play a factor in that. Yeah, it's it's never good to have a an election in a snowstorm, but uh, there's nothing you could do about it. You can't you can't postpone an election. Um, so, yeah, that's it's it, it is. Um, yeah, we had we had a we had a narrow turnout, but um, uh, it, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to have have a. War three uh, counselor, um, and so I, I congratulate both uh, uh, Mr. Amaral and Ms. Um, uh, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Oliver and Ms. Amaral on a on a hard fought uh, race, and um, yeah, I'm sure both of them would like to have seen more people come on out and and vote. But uh, I look look forward to uh, you know, to working with him in the uh, the time ahead. I'm sure you know, he's. The nature of it is such that it's in a and and uh, normal uh, or an ordinary election year, so he's uh, going to be up on the ballot again soon enough in, in Ward Three. But yeah, the turnout is the turnout is is um, it's something that we have to continue to contend with. It's um, it's I will say this: I appreciate the, all the hard work that our elections office did, and I think sometimes sometimes they 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 get unfairly blamed for for low turnout it's not you know that's that's not their their responsibility to accept to get the word out about the election and they do a good good job with that the problem uh the problem is that people just aren't showing up to the polls and it's it's hurt us uh frankly as a city in um projecting our uh interests we've talked about it before that um folks who run for statewide office, look at where the votes might be had, and they look at us and say, well, yeah, maybe a city over 100,000, but a small percentage of, a relatively small percentage of the people there vote, so I don't need to to spend as much time uh, working on votes there and getting to know them and and, uh, backing, advancing their interests. So that's that's one of my biggest concerns. uh, People have heard time and time again over the years why it's a good thing to vote, and there are lots of great reasons to vote, not the least of which is that we're lucky to live in a democracy that affords us that that chance. Um, but uh, we'll continue to spread the word about why it's important to vote. And I would just say to everybody that just didn't vote, um, look, we really, we really need you out, out there showing up. There, w- there was an app chat message from somebody who said, you know, considering that it's a city election, why couldn't the city move it a day later and say, well, the weather will be better on Wednesday. We'll move it to Wednesday. And I know that there's all kinds of things that go into there's when the lot, dates are. No, there's, there, 
it's so the dates are legally set for one thing. So that's that's a complete answer. I'd also say just by the way, there's a whole lot that goes into it. The scheduling of I think I don't know how many poll workers we have for one ward. I think it's about thirty or so, maybe a little a little bit more. Five different locations, six precincts, police details. Um, and plus the two campaigns that have been working uh, right up until that that day, there's just too much to to shut down. So no, um, look, and it wasn't, you know, as storms go, honestly, um, it wasn't the worst storm. It stopped snowing. It was four inches of snow, and it stopped snowing at whenever it was nine or ten o'clock in the morning. The rest of the day, and the roads were were all cleared up right away and so no this snow's not really a good excuse honestly no absolutely and, and that leads to another question why when other communities around new bedford were having parking bans what was it that led into the decision not to have one in new bedford yeah um there are lots of did were there parking bans uh, uh yeah, around here fairhaven dartmouth i think fall river too yeah oh interesting yeah i didn't know who else had done them but no that that was um I don't think that was a tough call, actually, yesterday. So we, we do parking bans, of course, when uh, for the purpose of ensuring that uh, we can clear a pathway for emergency vehicles to get down, especially tight streets, right? So we ask people to all park on one side. And in some some of the longer, the, the main streets, we clear uh, both sides out. We, we ban parking on, on either side. Um, but we only, but it's, it's, it's um, it's also very disruptive. We don't do it lightly. Um, last time we did one, we had one storm last last year in which we uh, which the city ticketed over a thousand cars and I don't know how many cars were towed, but there were a lot. And so that's very disruptive. And then it's just the inconvenience of having to move your car and all all that. And lots of people have to do it. So we don't do it for uh, for trivial reasons. And in the case that basically we look at two things, how much snow is coming and how long is it going to stick around? The four, we're getting four inches of snow, so not a lot of snow. The, the forecast range from two to four to three to five inches, so we got four. So not a huge amount, a plowable amount, but not a huge amount. But the other thing that was crystal clear yesterday, about yesterday's forecast was that it was all going to melt promptly. And it did. And so going out there and disrupting everybody's lives so that you know, they could watch the snow melt an hour later and then look at the ticket, the $50 ticket on their car is not, I, I just think on balance wasn't a wise idea. So, you know, we're, what people need to know is that we're very analytical about about these decisions. We don't do it in a knee-jerk way. We don't say, well, it looks like we're getting snow, so impose a parking ban. Instead, we say, okay, do we really need one? And we talk to um, the folks in charge of plowing to ask them, is it necessary? Tell us what you did. We look at three or four different forecasts to understand how it's going to play out. And and then we make make our decision, and it's and it's done deliberately. We spend days when there is a snowstorm coming, we spend a fair amount of time thinking through these things. And so I, that's what I – so I, I did a social media post yesterday to explain how we think about these, these things because I think people – People want to understand that um, we don't we don't take this stuff lightly, and so that also I mean the converse of that is when we do impose a ban, it's because there's a good reason for it. Yeah, and in this storm, it was a, you, it seemed like you were able to get a head start on things too because 
uh, everything was beautiful by the morning. I mean, uh, I, I don't think I saw anybody complain on social media about their roads, about about being able to find a parking space, about being able which is, to Which move. is a miracle. Never happens. No complaints. <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess, you know, that it's probably helpful, both the timing of the storm and the fact that there hasn't been any other storm. So it's not like you're looking at things and saying, you know, well, we have to be cautious about how we how we approach this because we also have budgetary concerns too. everything that was set aside. This is probably the only storm you had to use it for. It is. And we didn't do a full plowing effort. Uh, we had pre-treated the roads. There had been a, some snow a couple of days before. So there, the, the roads, as everybody saw, were pretty salty at, to begin with, and that helped out a lot. And then um, DPI, Jamie Pont, made, I think, a wise decision to get some plow drivers out on the roads early in the morning before they would ordinarily show up to work. So, yeah, we, we um, incurred some overtime costs to get people out there early but i think it made sense it made it would if they hadn't done that it would have been sloppy over the course of the day so they didn't do a full plowing effort they pushed stuff aside in the morning and then let the salt and let the warm temperature and the rain take over so it worked out it worked out well and, uh, looks like everything's going to be gone hopefully by the next you know between the, the the sun today and the rain that's coming in later well that's that's my point yeah that's that's, that's where the forecast was was going so uh, imposing a big parking ban and writing hundreds of tickets and towing lots of dozens of vehicles and inconveniencing everybody uh, wasn't warranted in my view. So I also want to ask you about the, the city council meeting last week because you were I've a primary some, focus. I've heard something about it. Yeah. Boy. You were, you were I attention. believe you were called yeah. the Wizard of Oz at one point. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, well, it's been characterized that we had um, on South Coast tonight, they had Councilor Burgo, Councilor Pereira, Councilor Burgo saying, characterizing it as, you know, it's your way or the highway when it comes to working with the city council. I just want to get your response to, you know, the, the conversations that were had both in the meeting and after. Well, there, there are lots of them, right? So as, as I said to... Um, the New Bedford Light, I said, I was asked about the same question. What about this accusation? It's like, I, I'm not going to sit here and like field all these accusations. Um, I think that it was unfortunate that uh, the council, as it had these um, proposals concerning employee pay before them, resorted to name calling instead of taking up the, the merits of the proposals. Um, I did exactly what I said I would do. I've said it on your show, right? I would. Uh, I did not like the pay increases they proposed on their own without any basis in um, a market analysis, comparing jobs here against jobs elsewhere, um, and what that meant in terms might mean in terms of the salary increases. We had done a study and all that, and. So the, what we had proposed, we thought, was anchored in some evidence. Um, and I said, you know, I'm going to go back and try to correct the stuff. So that's exactly what I did. I did what I said I would do. We're going to go. I mean, I said it. I don't know. We've talked about it two or three times on your show, right, at the time, right, Tim? And so we said, look, this is um, we we got to we got to um, I, I want to try to correct it. I didn't wasn't holding my breath that they were actually going to pass this stuff, right? Some, some of the things I think they, um, there's one measure I think they will appropriately pass, but, but the others, they, they shot down and I was like, okay, all right, well, um, I, I did what I said I was going to do. And, and it really, and so that doesn't mean like it's my way or the highway. It's, it's, it, yeah, I'm fine with, if the council come back, they had, 
done like their own independent analysis and came back and said, we came back with some different conclusions. We studied these other cities. Um, you, you studied cities A, B, C, and D, and we studied um, cities uh, D, E, F, right? Uh, or EFG or whatever, right? And and came to different conclusions. Yeah, we could compromise on that, but they didn't. They didn't offer up a like a competing basis to say what people should be paid, and that. So what am I what am I compromising about? Well, one of the things Council President Morris said on the show Friday was that they didn't, and she said it in the meeting as well that they didn't have the access to the study that you had done instead they just had a spreadsheet that gave them it numbers was, it was done by a third the spreadsheet was done by a third party that's in this in the business of these things and that consultant populated the whole um the the um the classification code with uh, what he recommended as being in the middle of the market based on an analysis of a number of other cities, Fall River, Brockton, Providence, a couple of others. So, and then it felt to me like a lot of that was just kind of talk about you, talk about you, talk about you, and then they don't need to actually talk talk about about the measures. Yeah, no, that's that's, it. It, it, A lot of it was uh, about about me and, and, um, okay, I, I get it. You know, that's comes with the territory. And um, I also want to know, what am I getting for supposedly being in your pocket? Because that's <laughs> the, the claim that was made, is that the media is in your pocket. I, the I media is in, the, in my pocket. I'll, yeah. I mean, you could bring a, you know, bring some lunch now and then, maybe, or, you know. I, you know I, 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 I could. We should do another, next time, we'll do, one of the, we'll do another show at one of the restaurants. It, and I'll, it'll have to be on me. Yeah. If if you were the Wizard of Oz, could you give me a brain? I mean, <laughs> that would be something. Um, I'm the I, wizard. Which which one are you? I uh, just I thought that it it just it devolved very quickly into I, I I couldn't believe that it was happening as I was reading the tweets and then watching the video. It didn't really seem any any more palatable to me. Yeah, they were uh, denigrating the reporters, and you know you heard some of that in the room, and it's yeah, it's un, it's un, it's unfortunate. Um, but all I can say is, I you know, as you know, I come on the show, I I try to say what we are attempting to to do, and uh, I'd certainly like to hear more from counselors, right? And, to, and there are certain counselors I talk to more than uh, than than others. There are some that never bothered to call. In fact, there are some that just don't even return phone calls, right? So um, I, I would like to have better communication uh, with them, but it's a, it's a two-way street. Uh, we have a couple of calls here. Let's, let's yeah. take these quickly before we have to take our first break. Uh, good morning. You were on with Mayor Mitchell. Hello. Good morning. Is that me? It, I, only you know for sure, but it sounds like you. Okay, it's me. Um, I'd like to ask Mayor Mitchell about... Um, why we were notified last Friday about Buttonwood Council on Aging closing to be moving um, a day program in into that facility. I like I'd like to know about it. And when I called my city councilors, they said it was a done deal. And I want to know why we don't know about it. And I'd like to know some statistics. I understand that there is no day program like that in Fairhaven anymore in a question anymore, in Dartmouth anymore, that we have to take residents and put and put them in the state program and displace another council on aging. And it's like he's saying that 
the Council on Aging's are fighting amongst themselves to keep to keep services. Who's who's saying that? Excuse me. It's no. like that's my opinion. That oh, I thought you said he said. Took it away from uh, Brooklawn. You took it away from Hazelwood. So now you're giving it back to Brooklawn and Hazelwood, and taking it away from Buttonwood Council on Aging. Yeah. Okay. So you're wondering. So there's a press release out about about that explaining it. But I'll, I'll go ahead and um, be happy to answer your question. So the Council on Aging uh, came to me, and uh, the director Deb Lee came to me with. Um, uh, and having endorsed a proposal to realign uh, the senior centers in the city, and um, and I, I supported uh, their proposal. And uh, the proposal is this: so there, the city has three senior centers, uh, one at uh, at Brooklawn Park, one uh, in the south end in Hazelwood at the Rosemary Tierney Community Center, and one in the west end. At uh, at the Buntwood Warming Center, so the two, the one in the north and one in the south end, have served in recent years as adult daycare centers, and the city um, leases that space to an operator that does uh, that takes care of um, uh, elderly clients uh, over the course of the day. It's, it is daycare in the same very general sense that uh, child daycare is daycare. At Buttonwood, there is a traditional senior center, and uh, and so they run a whole host of programs uh, there, uh, both involving physical activity as well as as, as a number of other things. So um, what we've seen is over the last few years uh, is a – Strong and, and by the way, the Buntwood Center is the largest physical has a, the most available physical space, and it's larger. My understanding is it's lot has more physical space um, than the other two combined. So, the two in the south end, the, the excuse me, the, the other two, the one in the north end, one in the south, one in Brooklyn, one in Hazelwood, both have seen a lot of growth in the demand for adult day services. So they uh, they're busting at the seams. That's the way it's been characterized to me. So uh, they need space, and the available space is at Buttonwood. So one might ask, one might ask, well, what about the traditional senior center there? And the the issue there is people who work for the Council on Aging work very hard to put on those programs, but. The reality is that the use of that center has plummeted. Um, it has dropped about seven, daily attendance at that senior center has dropped seventy percent since two thousand sixteen in the last seven years. And so, okay, may I interject? Um, may I interject that that senior citizen center was closed for approximately two years, right? And then after it opened up again. The, Ways weren't made to get to get more classes in. So it's been dropping for a while. And as you know, when I got into office, we had a number of senior centers in the city, traditional senior centers in the city. And, and the reality is that people just don't use senior centers the way they used to. And it costs the city money to put on the program. So we do our best to bring seniors in. Right. So the volume has gone down. The number of seniors who walk to senior centers, like neighborhood senior centers, has also dropped considerably. Most seniors 
go to these, the vast majority that go to these sites, uh, these facilities drive or are driven, right? And there's also a shuttle bus, too, uh, that, that, we, that the Council on Aging has. So they get there by vehicle. So they're less neighborhood-based than they, they once were. So what the Council on Aging proposed is um, we want to use the Buntwood space for, uh, for adult day. We'll consolidate there. We'll be, we'll be able to take on more folks who need that service and then use the two other sites, which are smaller, for traditional senior centers. And I said, okay, um, I think that's, that the logic of that holds up. Go ahead and go ahead and do it. You have no no issue f- from me at all. Um, I think it's unfortunate that the before this in the city just sent out a press release uh, about it yesterday, and I uh, would have liked to. Have, and it says pretty much what I just said. Uh, unfortunately, the word got out at the senior center before. Not only we had a chance to talk about it. Uh, uh, publicly in a press release, but they didn't even have a chance to talk to the city council about it, so they were caught blindsided, and uh, and so that's that I think was a mistake on um, somebody's part. I don't I don't know. I guess that ultimately it's all in me, but um, but that's 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 the story. All right, caller, I just got to hold you there because I have to take a break. Uh, callers that are on hold, stay there. We will take you when we come back, but I am up against it. We'll be right back with more with Mayor Mitchell in just a few moments. 1420 WBS. Mayor, Mayor John Mitchell is here with us, and we got the phone lines lit up, but room for you at 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next with Mayor Mitchell. Oh, thank you. Um, I would like to comment also on the senior center. Um, I found out about it yesterday. I go there every Tuesday for the yoga class, and there are, it's over 30 people who go there. Now, the room is filled. Now, according to uh, your words, the mayor, I'm speaking to the mayor, um, the physical space at Buttonwood Park is, made it sound like twice as big as Hazelwood and on together. We were told yesterday that next week, seven days notice, that next week our class would be at um, Hazelwood. Now, if Hazelwood is half as small as um, Buttonwood, how are those people going to fit in there? It, I, I can just see um, this. 35, if the space is half as big, because yoga takes up the space. You have, you know, your big mat. Um, so what is going to happen to those people? And they aren't even being notified. I was notified because I went there yesterday, even though it snowed, because a lot of the people, most people, think that when there's no school, there's no senior center. Well, I made a call because I want to go so badly. Um so I was there. There were only a few of us there. There were only, actually, there were only four when there's usually like 35. So four of us know that it's going to um, be at Hazelwood. The other people don't know. And as far as the um, press release, where is it? it? It isn't on the New Bedford site. It isn't on the Council on Aging site. I haven't heard it on the radio. Where is it? It's in Never Neverland. 
No, it's not never never learned. Look, it, it, so the way you were notified uh, was um, not the right way to be notified, and uh, uh, that was un- unfortunate. And uh, so the word. Uh, I think I, somebody had sent an email into my office saying as much, and I'm like, uh, my reaction was, "Well, how did? <laughs> don't we? Shouldn't we be sending out a press release? Shouldn't we be having some like plan to like explain this to the public?" But uh, unfortunately, it um, it uh, was uh, inappropriately um, presented to uh, folks at the at the center. And so, for that, I'm uh, I, I uh, re- regret that that's the way you, you heard it. Um, as far as, I mean, I, let me ask you some, something. Um, so how did you get to the warming house? Like by, tra- like transportation? I just drive myself. Yeah. So I think that's something to underscore. Like, so we're going, going from effectively one traditional site to two, right? One in the north end, one in the south end. So mm-hmm. like, transportation time is not going to increase, um, for, a lot of folks, right? It's just, you know, a few more minutes or whatever. Um, But the point you're making is a space, and and that's just going to have to be managed. I I can't say, like, speak specifically to the attendants at yoga classes, but what I can say is that, look, if they have to run more classes, then they'll have to run more classes. So so that not everybody has to be there at at all at the same time. And that may be one way to deal with, uh, a space issue. It's kind of hard. I don't know how many, like, I know the room, I know the facilities very well, but I can't say, like, how many yoga mats can fit in one, in one place at one time. And if they, they think it's getting crowded, they're going to have to run more classes. That's that's what I would suggest. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's, um, let's take another call here. Good morning. You're on with Mayor Mitchell. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Uh, this is Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Oh, hey, Weekly. Catherine. Um, yeah. I was like, wait, you're, Catherine, you're late today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was on I was on hold, but then uh, I had to take care of something, so I'm back. But thank you um, for noticing. I was going to comment on the the, uh, the meeting last Thursday, and I only but I, I'd rather get to something else. But I do want to say that meeting was an absolute disaster. It was disgraceful. Uh, it was embarrassing. It was infuriating. Nothing, nothing good. Uh, and I do wonder. Uh, Mayor Mitchell, how it is, given uh, how that meeting went, and I'm not blaming you, and I'm not blaming them. It's not a blame game. I'm interested in, but how can you all work together? I mean, this is—it was terrible. Um, so, well, we, so one, I think you raise thing. a fair question because I think so there are people asking about about that, and the answer is. Look, we'll work together. I, I have a meeting this afternoon with Council President Morad, and, and you know, so we've gotten back in the practice of doing that. Uh, some other counselors are invited to to join that that meeting uh, just to go over what's coming up uh, next. And you know, we put the stuff aside. So I think the counselors would tell you. Um, they're not on the floor that we do we do talk and um you know there are some there are some that that are difficult to reach for sure but um but you know we have to put aside uh, like there was a whole lot of name calling there i'm not taking it i don't take the stuff personally uh, that's mm-hmm. the name calling isn't no, I'm going sure to you must have developed a thick skin over time I, yeah. I, I, I i'd like to think so yeah um so you have to in that kind of yeah, that's part of that's part of the yeah. yeah that's part of the job right so 
I'm um, no, I, I we, notwithstanding whatever anybody might have said, what um, uh, I will continue to, to reach out. All right. Well, I hope things improve. I hope the relationship improves because uh, it, was, it really was awful. Um, and so, uh, I got my other. I just wanted to uh, move over to uh, the, the concern about the um, that I just heard about too this morning. Of course, about the uh, the use of uh, the senior center at Butwood Park. Um, I wish there were a way, and if there could be, maybe using the City of New Bedford website, when an issue like this comes up um, or an issue like the reclassification, the classification study comes up, that there be a place before decisions are made, long before, like when they first, the issue first comes up, for residents to be able to weigh in. Um, I, I think, what, you know, obviously what's partly upsetting about this, uh, with this, but what part today is that be, it came so suddenly on people, as, as you know, and I know you've already talked about that and regret that it came this way, but um, different people might have different ideas of, and uh, perhaps, it, you know, one of my questions is, uh, is there possibly another building somewhere that, that could be used, maybe not immediately, but repaired so that it could be used in all three senior centers kept open because... I've gone by there. I live nearby. Well, they're all they're all, they're all open, right? I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, Catherine, but there are they're, no, none of them. They are. Clo- they, they're not. I they're not drive, closing. Drive by or walk by, and it's always crowded, and not necessarily. I mean, the parking lot is usually full. Um, and now I'm sure some of the people that with cars are for people walking around, but I don't think they all are. And um, so I guess I'm in, I'm interested in knowing the comparative figures of uh, attendance at the three different senior centers, um, and I wish we had them, had had them before a decision was made. I, I think people need to be able to buy in more or, or to express their feelings or, or thoughts more before decisions are made, if possible. I'm not um, sure that, sure that, that those figures possible. are not in the public domain. Um, if they're not, they should be. With attendance at senior centers, um, but we can we can take a look at it. Maybe in a place that may not be readily findable. They may be in the uh, the performance management annual report that should be on the website. But if it's not, we will certainly put it there. Uh, I think that's a that's a fair point. You should know like what those what those numbers are. Um, in general, it, I don't think it's any secret that the adult day programs are growing and and. Uh, need more space, and that traditional senior centers don't have the attendance that they once they once did. Certainly not not here. Um, but and I also think too. I think, I mean, as you, you may know, a lot of folks in the city who, who use senior centers use the senior centers in the towns in the surrounding towns. And because there may be like a class being offered, for instance, in Fairhaven that's not being offered in New Bedford or what, whatever, and we and vice versa, there are a number of folks, number of seniors from the towns who come into the city's senior centers. So, you know, there may be. It seems to me there may be a need for a regional approach so that um, there's no duplication. Right, Fairhaven can offer you know, one set of programs, and Dartmouth can offer another, and the city senior centers can offer still another so that there's some variety and that they're open for seniors from all over 
the place. I'm just throwing that out as an idea. I would I would invite input on that. I'd like to hear from people um, whether that something like that might work. We have not reached out. I was just hasten to add. We have not reached out to the towns about any any of this, uh, of course. But um, but it just seems to me that that's that's that may be a natural direction where all this should be going. I just got to hold you there, Catherine, because I'm up against the break. But thank you for the call. Thank you. Have a good day, and uh, we can take more calls, and we'll talk more with the mayor when we come back in just a few moments. New Bedford's News Talks. Mayor, we are talking with New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. Let's squeeze in one more call, and then we have a couple of other items I want to discuss. But you are on with Mayor Mitchell. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everyone. What a beautiful day today is. Um, Just for clarification, if I understand correctly, Mayor, you didn't come up with this changes dealing with the senior center. The director did. Is that correct? Well, they're proposed to me, right? And, and if, uh, and yeah, so that's that, that's that's correct. And they, she ran it by the council on aging, and they supported it. And, and uh, so then she brought it to me, and and um, you know, I asked a number of questions about it, and it, I think it made made sense um, given the decline in the usage at the traditional senior center at Buntwood and the growth of the other two um, adult day. Uh, facilities and so um yeah i also think as i as i noted earlier that there needs to be some longer term planning as the preferences of seniors in here in the city and elsewhere have changed around as many people are just are going, going to senior is, centers I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, go ahead. i guess my point is i, I find it admirable because you know the buck stops with you but i just wanted to be clear and for the listeners to hear that don't take it out that it's sounding like you initiated it. It did it. You just agreed with a proposal that was brought to you, and that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. And I do like your idea of maybe getting other communities involved and, and then maybe having, like, yoga in New Bedford and maybe somersaults in Fairhaven or something, you know. I think that's a pretty good idea, provided that there was, like, transportation to bring, you know, people that whether they live in New Bedford or Dartmouth to the various locations, if they don't, if there's a transportation issue, I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, that would have to be part of it. Um, not everybody has transportation. There are a couple of ways to, to do it. The Council on Aging does have a van that takes seniors from place to place. Uh, that's already in, that's already in place. Um, and there's the demand response service from. Uh, SRTA as well. That's another possibility. But yeah, that that, that all have to to get planned out. Yeah. All right. Well, I like that idea. Well, that's about it. I just wanted the, the the listeners understand that it was a proposal that was brought to you. It wasn't something initiated by your office. That's all. No, that wouldn't wouldn't be initiated by me. That's uh, we have you know city agencies whose job is to manage those things that are in their responsibility, and that's that's. And sometimes, but look, it's it all comes up to me at some point, and so yeah, I, I just being clear to everybody that it's that it's a it's a proposal that I supported. Okay, right. thank you for yeah, the call. That's it. I just wanted to make that a little clearer. Yeah, okay, uh, thank not you. Get lost in the discussion point of it. Yeah. All right, makes sense. Have a good day. Was, yep. All right, take care. Uh, just and really quickly too, you know, so you we got, how many calls was that today? Four or five? That's yeah, it's pretty good. Getting better. 
people calling in. Keep them coming. But you had mentioned, you know, working with the towns and their council on aging. You mentioned that that New Bedford Council on Aging has a van, but so probably do their COAs too. So you could probably create a network in which you know people want to come to Dartmouth. We can send the Dartmouth van to pick up people for the Dartmouth as well. Yeah, that's 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 a possibility. So it, it, look, we want to serve seniors, and look, there's some senior activities that are. Um, supplied by the private sector there are both nonprofits and others that um that do uh, that offer services like the y and and others I mean, just to pick one example but uh but then there are some some things that the private sector doesn't offer and so the council on aging fill that that gap uh, a lot of seniors you know, there's just a there are changing demographics in the in the country and changing changes in you know our culture, right? There's people aren't joining as many things as they used to, and um, of course, and and so a lot of, what, with the availability of the internet, a lot of folks are staying at home and using computers. And then you have you know the baby boomer generation that um, is uh, they're becoming seniors now. Some have already be, uh, have already become seniors, and so there's you know a set of sensibilities there that are different from the previous generation so uh that means a a change in preferences and leisure activities and so uh we want to make sure that we're doing our best to accommodate those uh those preferences uh given the the resources that we have available sure let's take our final break now and get that out of the way we got a couple more topics to cover when we come back with more with new bedford mayor john mitchell in just a few moments hi this is moments here with mayor mitchell Uh, let's take a call here uh you are next with mayor mitchell hello hello mayor good afternoon hello Uh, quick question hi i i want want to talk about the intersection uh where ashley boulevard and christian ave meet Mm -hmm. uh, where they built that new mcdonald's in the power office um, that intersection, since they redid that intersection, I don't know who's in charge of, you know, uh, of checking out like how what, how it works. So it's a disaster when you're coming um, south on Cushion Ave. You go from two lanes to three lanes to two lanes. If you don't pay attention, you actually drive into oncoming traffic. And the other thing is the timing on those lights is ridiculous. Sometimes if you're heading north on the avenue. You're backed up three cycles, and those cycles are at least a minute, minute and a half each. It's it's an it's an intersection to be completely avoided. It's so bad. Well, I know I know we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, this yeah. has come up. Uh, yeah, this has come up before. And um, let me follow up on on that. It's come up before. We looked at the timing. The city, you know, the state has some control over these things because it is yep. um, they have a, this this general authority over traffic lights which is just really um i think too too comprehensive like, it's like right. you know uh, but but in that particular case that's state route 18 right and Correct. so they uh, i don't know that we can go in and change the timing of the, the lights there i know that what's been reported when we brought it up when it came up last time on the show the, what got reported back to me is, yeah, the state would have to make some decisions here, but um, it is it's it's just complicated because it's complicated not only by the New Cumberland Farms there, and the 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 lights were put in and paid for by the Cumberland Farms development to allow right. for access, but the other thing is, you know, you've got the side you've got the side streets right there, which you know complicate 
the uh, the circulation in that area. So there's I agree with you. I've been I've sat in those lights and it's slow and sometimes people don't know when to take take the turn and all that. So let me let me dig into it a little a little bit right. more. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you for the call. And uh, I got a couple of topics I want to cover before we run out of time. So I guess we'll, we'll light, lightning round it here in the last few ready. moments. But uh, the announcement this week that there will be a $5,000 signing bonus for right. new police officers. Right. So that's, yeah, we had the press conference on, on Monday. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. The we've, we've, we've seen a huge drop in staffing levels in the police department i don't think it's at a crisis level but it's not a good trend we are losing police officers to retirement to suburban departments um we're not getting as enough new ones as we'd like at least enough qualified new ones uh applicants as we'd like so uh we've taken a step that other city urban police departments around the country um, because this is really a national problem um, have have embraced, which is to to offer a signing bonus. So the signing bonus, the bonus we've called it a signing bonus. It is that, but it's also, frankly, a retention bonus. So new officers will get a five thousand five thousand dollar bonus before they're sworn in, and that holds them to um, they've got to stay in the department for five years. Uh, and if they don't, they've got to pay the five thousand dollars back, and they've got to pay back the money that the city spent on training them as, as well. So we hope that this is going to make a difference. So in that sense, it's a retention bonus. Um, but we hope that, that it's going to make a difference. I honestly think we just need more people in, to be interested in policing. And, you know, we've I've been concerned that you know, policing is at, you know, it's, it just isn't interesting younger folks in the way that it used to. It's, it's not in same to a lesser extent, um, uh, it's, it's the same thing goes to a lesser extent with the teaching profession, um, the military, the army had its uh, worst recruiting year last year than the last 50 years. And it's so some of these things, these, some of these trends are kind of scary, honestly, but we're going to do whatever we can to, uh, to counteract it. And we'll have the police department in tomorrow to talk about what's coming up with the civil service exam. But do we have a rough idea of how many people might have applied to take that exam with an eye toward becoming a new Bedford officer? Yeah, I don't. I mean, the police chief would have those. those yeah, well, uh, those, those numbers. We know. can ask them yeah. tomorrow and yeah. and find out. But it seems like there's there's some interest in some people coming in. So hopefully, well, there those is. You know, we've up. got we've got we we have cadets in the academy now, so we have a pipeline. It's just the pipeline. What we've seen is some officers have come on right getting right out of the, the academy uh, after they've gotten out of the academy and then have moved on to other departments shortly thereafter. We've seen that a number of times, unfortunately. It's very frustrating. I know for the chief, it's frustrating for me. And, um, you know, we're in the midst of contract negotiations. We hope that, you know, we can work through some of the issues that we have with the police union so that we can get things in a more stable place. And we're just about out of time for today. We only have about a minute left. So we can talk about the new North End School next week. But exciting news announced uh, yesterday. Yeah, I, look, I mean, we're, 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 schools are expensive to build, and we've got older schools in the city, and we've been rebuilding schools. So we did, we've done a number of them in the South End. We did um, the, the new Jacob School to replace Hannigan. We expanded uh, the C Lab building to take on uh, the former the the old Taylor School. We're rebuilding Duvall's and Congdon, combining the two, and now we want to move on to the North End, we're, and we're looking at combining Ashley and Swift. It's going to take a few years. The 
Mass School Building Authority reimburses the city as a program, has long had a program to reimburse cities and towns for the expense of building new schools. Um, we didn't get we didn't get it last year. Um, the money to do that uh, last year, we're in, and we're just getting back up to the plate again this year because we need. We know those schools are both over 100 years old, and they're. It's about time. It is time, and it's the time for us to say goodbye. There you Enjoy go. every sandwich. WBSM and W258. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.